You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. Hello family and friends, it's so good to have you with us again. We are continuing our podcast series called Disciple Shift and I have someone special with me today. We have not done one of these together yet. So I'd like to introduce you to David. Yay! David is actually my husband. Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting for him to say something. many years. Yes. yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about being here? Really good. It's exciting. First one of these we're doing. It's quite late at night here, so I was thinking maybe we should call it Pillow Talk. But... <laughs> I don't think so. That's a different podcast. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Sorry. Yeah, let's get back on track, hey? Uh, very funny, but it is late. Um, but it's so good to have you with us, wherever you're, you're joining in from, whatever time of day it is. Well, discipleship. We believe that the Holy Spirit is restoring us back to the main mission that Jesus left us with in Matthew 28, what we call the Great Commission. Yeah. So Jesus didn't say this was optional for those who were evangelists, um, the superstar, you know, Christians out there. Instead, he commanded every believer to go and make disciples. So in this series, we're unpacking the what, the why, and the how of discipleship. So it's really cool. We, the reason we called the series Disciple Shift is that we believe God is shifting us into a biblical reality and outworking of what it really means to make disciples. So as we say each time, come with us on the journey. We're praying that you'll feel stirred, challenged, equipped and encouraged. But our heart actually is that these sessions will help all of us as the church grow up into maturity, that we would be the church that Jesus paid his life for. Yeah, come on. So good. So today we're unpacking something really important, I think, that is super important in terms of discipleship. We're unpacking uh, the topic of love. Actually, this whole mm. this, this session is called Known by Love. Let me read a, a, a scripture here. Actually, uh, there was an old song that you might remember, David, but um, yep. it was based on John 13, 35, where Jesus says, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. They will know that we're Christians by our love, the song used to say. Yeah. Love for one another is a mark of being disciples of Jesus. So if you were thinking, how does this fit with discipleship? There you go. Discipleship 101. Uh, Love for one another is a mark of being disciples of Jesus. That's actually massive. In actuality, Mm. the verse, you know, right before that, um, Jesus says, a new command I give you. Love one another. Yeah, amazing. So it's not just a good thought or an idea or a suggestion, but Jesus said, a new command I give you. Mm. Wow. So, David, why do you think this was so important to Jesus? Yeah, look, I think if you go on to read the rest of that verse, I'll I'll read the, the first bit as well, but it says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. And by this, all people will know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Um, and this, you remember, this was at as at the Last Supper, and Judas had already left, and so this was his eleven disciples he was talking to, not twelve. Mm. And it wasn't a big crowd. There was yeah. like guys. These are the guys that had spent the last three years with Jesus, and um, he'd been leading them and teaching and demonstrating the kingdom of God to them, and. 
he'd rescued them from storms yeah. and uh, he'd performed wow. so many miracles and he involved yeah. them in those miracles and he'd, he'd poured out his life into theirs and he perfectly modelled what a human being in right relationship with God the Father yeah, looks so like. Yeah. And he showed them how to pray by teaching and by example. And, you know, it was so important to Jesus because he, he, was, he was on a mission not just to go to the cross and die for our sins, which was obviously the, the main yeah, purpose of him yeah. coming, but also to prepare the disciples in that short period of time to become the church that would turn the world upside down wow. and bring God's love and salvation to the whole world. That was, that was Jesus' mission. And... Um, yeah. That's why it was so crucial that he, to him that he would command the disciples to love one another um, because he knew that that's what they were destined to do for the rest of their lives. And yeah, what a challenge it is to us yes. as well today. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? Um, so good. So good. So we are called to be known by and for our love. David, um, again, can you, like, we love stories on podcasts because I, I think they're really important. It helps people to connect and to relate, but also Jesus loved to tell stories. And I know that we live lives and we have histories with God. And I know you've got stories of what God, you know, has done in your life, um, in you and through you. But can you tell everyone the story of your first real encounter with the love of God? Like where you knew that you knew he crashed in with a love that was undeniable. Yeah, look, um, I was fortunate enough, like like many of us, I guess, to to have grown up in a wonderful Christian family. And, um, you know, I asked Jesus into my heart when I was about seven years old, and I definitely knew then I was loved by God. But I think probably the most impacting encounter I had with the love of God was twenty. You know, when I was about 21. It was, uh, it was basically a huge identity crisis I had. Mm. And I think it's often in our, our biggest challenges or biggest struggles that we really encounter God's love the most because we're so aware of, of how much we need him. Yeah, and and um, so I was coming to the end of my university degree. I was 21 years old and um, it was the final year of a four-and-a-half-year course and I, I didn't fully realise it, I guess, but I'd built my identity on getting good marks in exams and... Um, but then got full of anxiety and depression and lost all hope for the future and what I should be doing with it. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a very dark time for me, actually. And I remember just lying on my bed one night, struggling, struggling to sleep, struggling with all the negative thoughts in my mind, but then just suddenly sensing God's overwhelming, unconditional love for me. And, um, you know, I just knew, I just knew he was, you know, he was, he was telling me that it didn't matter what I'd done in the past or what I could do in the future. His love for me didn't depend on my performance or what I could do. And, and that brought so much peace to me. And, and it was really a start of, start of a journey out of that dark time. But it's been an ongoing journey with him just of, of regularly encountering, encountering his love and um, yeah, knowing that I am loved. You know. So powerful. So good. I just feel that, you know, for some of you out, out there listening, you might have never experienced the love of God uh, tangibly like that. You may have been brought up as a Christian and it's, it's, it's a great uh, life to live, but we, we are made to encounter him. And I feel that God just wants to break in with an encounter of love. And for others, I see just um, that perhaps there's like a depression or anxiety, just like David was saying, he struggled with. 
And uh, God wants to come with his love to just crash in and to break that off you. And so just even now to say, yes, that's me. I I want an encounter with love. Yeah, Mm. Lord, just release your love even now to those who are listening. I pray for just a fresh encounter of love, radical love, perfect love that casts out fear, that Mm. breaks off anxiety and depression, that love would crash in, that everyone who's listening would know that they know that they know that they are so loved that they're so secure because of love yeah. and so held by love. Mm. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank yes, you, Lord. Lord. Thank wow, you, Lord. so good. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Um, David, you love the phrase of be loved, be love. Beloved, like the word beloved, um, beloved and beloved. What does mm. that mean to you? Why do you love it? And how does it actually look in your everyday life? How do you do this? Yeah, look, when I first heard this phrase, it really connected with me and um yeah just it's so good to remind yourself of 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 why it's so important to realize that you are loved and and spend time actually being loved by God and and spending time in his presence and and out of that you can be loved to other people and um you know it's similar to the um the I guess the mission statement we have for the church that's on the website of of to to know Jesus Christ and to make him known. And when you think that God is love, Jesus is love, that we, um, as we know him, we experience his love, we are loved by him. That's, that's, that's us being loved by him. And out of that place, we can then, we can be loved to others. We can make him known to others. And um, Yeah, so good. So true. Yeah, yeah. You had a bit more to share on that. Did I? Yeah, you did. Yes. I remember having a look. Yeah, because I I think... um, It's just really good, so I think you should share it. Yeah, it's just that thing of of getting frequently, making time to get in his presence and remind ourselves of the love that he has for us and just listening to the Holy Spirit speaking to us in love. You know, I'm... I'm quite visual in the way I, I remember things or learn things like most well, people, really? <laughs> like most people, I guess. Mm. But I like to think of, a, of of us all having a love tank, and and we need to make make sure each day. You know, the, the, the Bible talks about be being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not yeah. a one time yeah. only thing of yeah. of knowing God's love and that's it to last you for the rest of your life. It's it, it's not that we forget God's love, but we need to to constantly be in his presence so that we experience his love continually and mm, and it fresh. just fills yeah. yeah it fills our love tank to the point that we can give that what it just naturally overflows to other yeah. people yeah. around us but if we if we let that love tank run low or or dry then it's very hard to to love others out of that place without being you know maybe a bit artificial or it doesn't naturally come out from you yeah. Um, yeah. True. And I think you know, there's a lot of things in life that that you know we get get into busyness and addictions and um, distractions, and um, yeah, we try to yeah. fill our love tank with those other things. But you know, it's only really God's genuine love that yeah that and satisfies. I, it's not like you're purposely going out trying to. I mean, sometimes people are. 
they are going to feel purposely. But a lot of times people are just distracted, like you said, or yeah. busy. And, and so busy. Yeah, I think that's such an enemy at the moment um, in our Western yeah. worlds. We're just so busy and yeah. pulled in every direction mm-hmm. uh, that we don't make time for or room for the presence of God just to, to yeah. be in his presence. We don't know yeah. how to sit and be. And it's like this... Mm. this disease where we have to be busy doing instead of just being and I think it takes intentionality to stop and so I'm going to actually make an effort I'm going to discipline myself to be in his Mm. presence and to be loved I'm going to receive love yeah that's right from him yeah Mm. and I guess in in terms of how that plays out in in day-to-day life for me I guess um a lot of it's just you know I, I often reminded of that scripture that talks about God's kindness that that leads us to repentance and just as as you go about your day-to-day stuff I mean you can have God's love coming through in whatever level it is and um you do that really well like David sometimes works not enough. <laughs> in in the world like he's not sitting behind a desk at a church like myself <laughs> Um, not that I just do that. Uh, there's, but he's out um, in customers' homes. You've got a business that's a security business and um, connecting people. You know, making sure they're secure and yeah. um, through you know whatever means that takes in terms of security and um, CCTV, yeah. electronics. You know, home security. And so it's a real everyday business like it's in the real world and it's just doing real stuff to provide mm-hmm. for the family and yet it becomes um his mission field and you mm-hmm. do it really well and you do stop for the one you love stopping for the one in the busyness of of doing something that is bringing a service to someone you you really are good at at stopping and thinking of the kindness of God toward that person and I know you want to share a little bit about it's how simple it is to do that but I just wanted people to hear that that this again is not just for the pastors and for the evangelists uh, or so-called evangelists uh, or professional Christians like whatever that is because really we're all Christians no matter what in every sphere and we're told to preach the gospel heal the sick raise the dead you know wherever we go we live on mission wherever we go. And so David's speaking from that place and he does it really well and really naturally. So, um, yeah, what, what are just some simple ways like that you do that, that people can do this? Yeah, look, I think it's um, it's not rocket science, I guess. It's sort of a, a lot of it's just listening to where people are at and, and what, what they're struggling with. And, you know, often people are so open, you know, I don't often don't ask leading questions at all it's just really simple conversation that starts off quite yeah you know um natural natural but gets can often get deep very quickly and i think the thing is to recognize that god's it's god that's leading them you know it's god's god's kindness that's leading them to repentance we're really just god wants to partner with us to do that but it's not like we're having to convince people if if god's moving on someone's heart then you know, it doesn't matter how eloquently you put it or, or, not. or not eloquently. <laughs> yeah. They see the heart coming through and and they respond to that. And, um, yeah. yeah, most of the time they do. Like it's, um, yeah, so it's just, it's yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's just encouraging them. Sometimes it's just sharing a kind word. Sometimes it's praying with them, offering to pray with them if they're going through a difficult time. Um, sharing the gospel with them sometimes, you know, 
Um, and it's just communicating love to them through words, you know, just even the way we speak, the tone of our voice, the, the our actions, just being real and, and caring for people, you know. And people people can know know pretty quick if you're if you're genuine and you're just um, you actually care care for them. They they really respond to that, and they're often very surprised by it. Um, yeah. yeah. And 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 pleasantly surprised, like yeah, it's yeah, it's beautiful to be part of that and to see them get touched and to be so encouraged or so filled with hope or yeah, yeah. feel that that wow, someone cared that much to do that for me, like to say that even if you don't see them give their lives to Jesus, and we've we've been on this both ends where we've seen that happen not as much as we'd like but it doesn't matter it's about sowing being faithful with wherever we go and trusting god with the seed that we sow Mm. Mm. so good so good um so maybe we'll move on to this scripture here um was that a scripture that you wanted to read yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, you read that. I'm losing track of time. Whether it, um, but Mark, Mark 12. yeah, Mark twelve. It talks about um, it's a fair bit. Just yeah, it's, um, one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, asked him which commandment is the most important of all. Jesus answered, "The most important is Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one." And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Wow. Um, And further on it says, yeah, Jesus, the the guy sort of responds pretty well to that. And then Jesus says, um, saw that he answered wisely and said, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Like these, this is what the kingdom of God is about is, is loving God and loving our neighbor as ourselves. And he said, there's no commandment greater than these. And even though he went on to give another new commandment after that of, of loving one another, but it's really, it's really, I guess, reinforcing that thing of, of, of loving, um, your neighbor as yourself anyway. And, um, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, exactly. So loving, loving looks like something. Love looks like something. Love means I can't sit by and I can't say or do nothing. Yeah. Like, do I really? Like, God so loved the world. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave Jesus. You know. Yeah. He's so loved, and so we're called to walk in His in, in God's footsteps. We're called to do the same. We so love that we give. Yeah. We give. Yeah. It means we cannot sit by or say or do nothing. Love, according to God, looks radical. Jesus said, you know, in another part of the Bible, he says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. I mean, it's so different. We're not talking about love according to the world, Mm -hmm. but love according to God looks so different from the culture and the spirit of the world. I mean, 1 Corinthians 13, it says this, if I speak in the tongues of men or angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong Mm. or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, and I, if I have faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. Like, that's massive. I am nothing if I have not. If I give all I have to the poor, so I do all the right stuff here, mm. give my body over to hardship that I may boast, but I don't have love, I gain nothing. Like, what is it for? What is it worth? It's worth nothing. Yeah. This is what this scripture says. Then it goes on to say in verse 4, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, 
It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Mm. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. It's just a massive, massive, yeah, challenging verse, like mm. a few verses in this chapter 13. And, you know, it's famously read out at marriage, at yeah. weddings. It's the marriage verse. Uh, but it was never intended as that when Paul wrote it. He wrote it under persecution as instructions for a Corinthian church. Yeah. And it was a handbook. It was like a handbook for them. And it's the handbook for us to live by. Mm. And one of the challenges in your own time that I have is, is go away, read it again. Um, especially from verse 4 where it says, love is patient, love is kind. Put your name in place of love. So wow. Gabby is patient or David is patient. <laughs> mm. Gabby is kind. You know what? Um, how true is this of me? Uh, well, I fail daily and uh, I need to repent. But we want to come up and into God's love. And we mm. can. He sets us up. He calls us to do it because he knows he's set yeah, us up to do it. Right. He's equipped us to do this. The Holy Spirit, one of the fruits of the Spirit is love. Yeah. He comes and he brings love. Love is a person. It's Jesus. He comes yeah, and beautiful. touches us, fills us himself. We can do this. But we actually, um, yeah, need to keep getting transformed by love himself to become more mm. like Jesus, more like the heart of the Father. And the Holy Spirit is committed to do this if we invite him. Yeah. With la without love, you know, we're a noise. We're a gong. Um, mm. Not only to God, but to other people around us. They don't want to hear. They don't want to receive yeah, when so we true. come with a, a spirit that is anything but love. Yeah. We become, I put here, like Peter, who cuts off the ear of the soldier in the garden when Jesus is being arrested. Um, some of you might remember this scripture if you don't look it up. Um, it's, it's kind of a fun scripture where the Roman soldiers have come to arrest Jesus. There's commotion. The disciples yeah. are panicking. Peter, being Peter, grabs out his sword and chops off a soldier's <laughs> ear. You know, And, and when we, we go without love to people, we become like that. We try mm. to defend the faith yeah. and all the while cut off people's ears in our dogmatic zeal. And mm. then we wonder why people aren't hearing us, the church, while we've lost our voice. Mm. But Jesus, what does he do? Jesus comes to the soldier and he heals that ear. He actually mm. restores it or recreates it. Love is that radical. Love is radical. Love enables the gospel to not only be heard, but be encountered. Yeah. So, David, what does um, this love look like? Let's look at in the church. We've looked at some of your stories, but um, what about in the church or the wider church community? Like, wow, what does this look like for us? Yeah, look, I think it's it's similar in a way to what I was saying about the um, when you're dealing with people who don't know God, that it's that thing of just listening to the Holy Spirit and, and yeah. being ready to show show his love to people and you know yeah. listening to what they're talking about what are they struggling with what are the the things that um you know what can you do to help with their situation what and and that might be practical things it might be um you know um uh, buying them a meal mowing their lawn whatever it is and um or or taking time to to really listen to what their issues are and um praying with them and them. you know championing them and and spurring them on and not not getting insecure about other people that have a different gift to us or um not putting others down it's really you know 
um, you know, we should all be everyone's champions and and just um, for yeah. each other. Um, yeah, that's good. That's true. And even even across other churches as well, you know, of of it's not all about just our little church and what we can do, but it's 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 being a champion for other churches and and not putting them down and not talking bad about other other churches just because they might do things differently to us that we don't um, put them down, but we love them and we, and we, yeah. and that comes through when we're talking to people who don't know God too. I hate it. You know, I hate it when I hear, you know, on media or whatever that Christians yes. putting down Christians is just really um, disheartening, I guess, or well, the you media know, bagging out Christians yeah, too, and, even it makes yeah. you feel like, Oh, that's, that's my brothers and sisters. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the church. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's it's great to really, um, yeah, yeah, be champions for each other. We're part of <laughs> a crowd cheering each other on. Yeah, and you see in the book of Acts, I mean, the church was known. They were known by their love. Mm. I mean, they, the one another's that happened there, I mean, they gave up everything yeah. um, for the sake of the, the one another's, like, yeah. that, so that they had all things in common, it talks about. Yeah. Uh, that's next level, but that um, that was just such a witness to the world around them. Yeah. It was beautiful. Uh, this this is definitely something the Holy Spirit's working on and challenging us with. Um, so it's so good. You know, the Holy Spirit one day challenged me uh, with this statement: "Will you be the defender of the brethren?" Um, you know, there's already one accuser, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. There's one accuser out there, and there's enough voices accusing the church. Um, but God wants us to stand with one another he wants us to defend one another um and he said to me what will you be who will you stand with and uh it really shook me and it's made me so aware of of how i treat and speak of others other christians you know the Mm, family of god that um yeah we need to love we need to love them and champion one another like you said Love means I, I can love those I disagree with uh, mm. because that's what happens when you're around people yeah. <laughs> is that there's going to be disagreements and there's going to be um, things we do differently and that we don't like and we're going to rub each other up the wrong way. I mean, it happens in families, in marriages. It happens yeah. in church communities. It's just what happens with people. What am I going to do with that? Love means I still choose. Love means it, it, love doesn't stop there. Love mm. means we still love, yeah, like actually. those that we might be dif- di- disagreeing with mm. or have difference with. That's okay. We can still love each other, and we can grow. That's how we grow. Uh, we can honor and unite under the name of Jesus. You know, it's all for the King and the Kingdom anyway. Let's not get distracted um, from the mission. Yeah. Love is powerful. It's God's weapon of choice. Love, you know, perfect love casts out all fear. Yeah, I prayed that before. Um, that that means it, it violently throws off fear. Wow. It's yeah. a weapon that is violent against fear. Hmm. 1 John 4.18. And if you struggle with fear, invite the perfect love of God yeah. to come and to cast it out. Invite his love. I mean, that's an area I had to be set free from and had to hmm. fight with that scripture and um, had to hold on to that. And I've seen... The, the effect of, of love coming and being a weapon. It's not just a beautiful feeling, it's a weapon. And sometimes it's the weapon of choice. And if you struggle with fear, yeah. invite perfect love to come. Spirits of fear can't stand love. And again, we're talking about God's love. Um, love dismantles pride and prejudice. Mm. Love dismantles dishonor and arrogance. Love breaks off offense and shame. Love heals and restores Love releases freedom and hope. Mm, Love transforms yeah. from ashes to beauty. 
You know, it's a supernatural thing, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. None of us can love perfectly, no. but he who is in us can. Wow. Yeah, beautiful. That's so cool. That's amazing. David, what does love look like in terms of now our, coming back to our, our, I mean, we've talked a bit about mission and outreach and, and what it might look like simply, but in terms of outreach, and but discipleship, because this is a discipleship series, do you have a story you can share even about reaching out to someone and then why that matters in terms of discipleship? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, like I was saying before, I guess it's about being just being led by the Holy Spirit and listening for what he's saying. And um, it, it's it's looking at people we interact with every day through, you know, through God's mm. eyes of love. Yeah. And um, and it's about being interruptible yeah, and not, not being too busy. Um, and just, just this sort of phrase I thought of when I was preparing for this was that we care enough to connect, you know, that yeah, we actually... Good. That's awesome. Yeah, take that time, care enough to connect with people because it, it's easy to, I guess, be courteous and nice and not actually connect with people. But mm. do we go that extra, extra step and, yeah, find some way of really connecting with people? Um, That's good. Yeah, I, 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 get, I guess a quick example of that was a couple of months ago I, I met a lovely older lady called Rita, a bit of a Turak hippie. <laughs> Very bohemian and uh, living in a very nice place in Turak. But, um, yeah, and I guess just stepping through this, I guess it's that being intentionally interested in in their lives. So for her, and it's really not that hard. It was just as simple as saying, you know, how did you find living through lockdown? And Yeah, so connecting through some, a real experience like yeah yeah it is so important yeah yeah something you can find in common with them or um and we've all been through lockdowns and yep everyone's got (laughs) that's an easy common question but stopping to ask is important because you could have just felt not to or shy or or don't want to impose or yeah there's so many things that run through our heads but like you said care enough to connect will we care enough to connect and that's what you did by Mm. asking that question yeah, and then, you know, like in often many of these cases, you don't really have any idea how it's going to go, but, but you know, God is there and he, he, he's involved with the, the yeah. discussion. And she, she opened up and said that it had been a real struggle for her and she's, you know, she's used to having people around and she was totally isolated from her family and, and she got very depressed and, and um, you know, I was able to share that I've battled with depression before too. And again, it's that thing of connecting with someone yeah. and it's not, it's yeah. not even the thing of necessarily I'm a Christian, I've got it all together and I've always had it all yeah, together. It's, it's that thing of, yeah. you know, sure, I've had struggles too. And, and, and all of a sudden there's a connection much deeper than talking about the weather. Or, um, yeah, so much better. So good. And, you know, I was able to then say, you know, I'm a Christian and God, God helps me so much with peace and hope. And can I pray for you? And, and, you know, she was quite open to that. She, yeah, she was. And it's good because you can give away. She was quite surprised, but yeah. You can give away what you've been given, like what you've got, you get to give away. So whatever your story is, uh, however God's helped you, don't be scared to, to give that away. Like you've got something that someone needs that could unlock them mm. from depression or suicide or whatever it is, loneliness and hopelessness. You've got, God has equipped you and connected you and positioned you 
So that's really cool. Yeah. So then you pray. You you. She was open to pray, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. It was quite quite interesting. And um, <laughs> then I thought we were connecting so well. I pushed my luck and I said, "Can I sh- can I share this three circles thing with you? I've been learning at church and." Which she, is an awesome tool it is for those a great listening. Tool, yeah. It's a tool. Um, we did a course called Silence Breakers, and it's a tool that is is very simple. It just helps to to share the gospel in a simple way, visual way, and it's it's fantastic. Look it up if you haven't heard of it. Yeah, and so um, yeah, I told her it was something I'd been learning to help com- communicate what Christians believe, and. She sort of laughed and said, "Oh, yeah, you go ahead. I'm I'm an unconvertible atheist." She said. So, um, wow. and I didn't necessarily change that status, but um, you know, I she she was definitely open and just so thankful of of um, yeah, just I guess someone caring enough to stop and 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 connect with her in that way and she she sort of uh, as I was leaving she sort of ran out with a little bag of chocolate cookies with a Aww. little note on it saying thank you for your kindness oh, and sweet. stuff so it's it's, yeah, it's just but you yeah. don't know like you can't underestimate the power of the gospel it's, that's right so, so you can think nothing happened and yet we know that the power of the word of God and the power of the gospel Absolutely. is that it's alive yeah. and that the kingdom has crushed him whether she knows it or not and she might say I'm, I'm an unconvertible atheist uh, but God is breathing on what you've put there. And so we just continue to believe that yeah. he's going to keep working yeah. and he's going to bring other Christians or he'll do whatever yeah, it takes exactly. to keep pursuing her. Because why? Because he loves her. Because yeah. he is love and he won't stop. He wants people to come to him. Yeah. Uh, so that's so good. That's beautiful. I mean, I love Heidi Baker's statement, stop for the one. We, we yeah. love that. We try to live by that. We're getting better at that, aren't we? A little bit better little bit. At, at living by that. Um, but 2 more. Corinthians, yeah, there's always more. We're always growing. 2 Corinthians 5.14 says, the love of Christ compels yeah. us. Yeah, Are you that. compelled by love? Are we compelled by love? Mm. Um, David, look, we've got a really dear friend of ours that, that we actually you met on the streets when I was doing a ministry trip in Adelaide and you were out um, doing some outreach on the streets of Dandenong a few months ago, earlier this year. And um, he was homeless and in a hopeless state. Yeah. Like you, you, I love it because you went out, you forced yourself to go out because sometimes you feel like in other times it's just like, uh, I think I should do this, but I don't know if I can be bothered really. And um, you, mm. you saw him and you stopped to talk to him and shared the love of Jesus with him. And you mm. probably did the three circles there too, yeah. did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this time, this this friend who who was very not a friend at the time but just a stranger but he got radically saved he yeah. was desperate and he said yes and he was delivered on the spot from alcoholism yeah and it was amazing actually and uh, we just knew it was such an exciting thing like the love of god crashed in on him he was mm. really impacted he was shocked actually he was surprised yeah. And he couldn't understand why he didn't want to drink anymore. And yeah. I remember we've got a video of him sharing it. And he was just so different to what he is now. And he, wow, God just turned things around from that moment. Yeah. Um, he he found a place to live quite quickly. He We invited him. We knew we had to invite him into family because uh, God sets the lonely in family. And that often looks like your family, my family. We brought him into family, which was a shock to him because he hadn't been part of a family or loved by anyone for a long time. Mm. He was hopeless. He, he he would say himself he was suicidal. He had no future. Um, he couldn't see what was next for him if there was anything. 
and mm. suddenly there's a family that's loving on him, feeding him. Yeah. And look, that's been a few months now, and it's actually changed his life, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. so good to so good to be part of, and it. Um, yeah, it's you know what he feels loved. He's yeah. He's part of a family. He feels forgiven. We're able to see him baptized with, with church family, oh, so and it's so beautiful and powerful. Um, and yeah. we're still walking the journey with him, you know, and it's, it's so it's so inspiring for us too, just to see what God's doing in his life. It's And for me to, you know, it just brings everything alive. Like, you know, we're just doing Alpha with him and, and you know, sharing scriptures that we've known all our lives, but they just suddenly have such new life when you're sharing them with someone who maybe hasn't heard them or who it, that's, that is so thankful for and and able to um, is just amazed by by the truth and the power of, of God's word and um, yeah it's so yeah powerful. it's been really really wonderful and yeah just seeing what God's love's doing in his life and yeah oh it's so powerful the love of God has been transforming him from week to week he's a he's a different person and yes there's still a journey ahead yeah but he's you know been just not a couple of weeks ago was filled with a spirit and praying in tongues. Like yeah. he's just so open and so hungry and mm. he's growing week by week and God is, is healing. He's restoring and he's, he's just um, setting him on just the narrative of his life has changed and shifted and yeah. he's come from darkness to light and he's mm. become a son in the house. And it's such a beautiful journey. Uh, I love it so much, you know, on the other side of, of love, that was a step of love that you took, David. On the other side of, you know, love is our obedience. Because we can say we love and mm. do nothing about it. Yeah, we love. We might love from our, the safety and comfort of our home. Uh, throw up a quick prayer. But it's got to look like more. On the other side of love is our obedience. Obedience to what? To the mission we're talking about. The mission to go into all the world. Go yeah. into your world and tell about Jesus. You know, heal the sick. Set people free. Uh, baptize people. You know, this is the mission we're called to. On the other side of love is our obedience. On the other side of our obedience is a miracle waiting to happen. Yeah. Can you imagine awesome. if you said yes and you stepped out and you had a go and you shared? Um, mm. You don't know what's waiting on the other side of yeah. your obedience. Mm. Loving, you know, um, is costly. So I don't want, to, don't want to sugarcoat it and make it sound like it's all you know, roses, it is awesome, it is beautiful, it is worth it, but it is costly in every way. It's a major shift from living for, for me and yeah. to living for others. Um, it can cost us our time, our pride, our money, our reputations, um, and probably other things. But look at Jesus. He gave it all up for the sake yeah. of love. He didn't hold anything back. You know, never, this is what the Holy Spirit said to me, never miss an opportunity to love. And, and that came out of a place where I walked past, uh, went past a homeless person and did nothing, mm. did nothing. And I was all night feeling so convicted. God, um, you know, he just came and he gently, as he does, said, hey, you missed it there. And um, Jesus said, you missed an opportunity to minister to me. Mm. And yeah, that, that was heartbreaking for me yeah. because Jesus says what you do for the least of these you do for yeah, me. Wow. It was heartbreaking that I missed an opportunity mm. to minister to Jesus and, and I was so convicted that I, I, 
I thought I'm never going to miss an opportunity to love again. I can't say I'm doing it perfectly still, but um, when the chance or the opportunity comes, I try to grab hold of that and to love in in the best way I can and to tell them about Jesus. I mean, that's the most loving thing you can do is tell someone about Jesus. that Jesus loves them. Just put Jesus on your lips. It's worth it. You know, the world is watching. Actually, heaven is also watching to see what we're doing. Yeah. To love like Jesus, you need to love Jesus. We're coming back mm. full circle. Get yeah. in the presence of Jesus. Love Jesus. In reality, love is a person to encounter, not a feeling to feel or just a feeling. It is a feeling, but not just that. It's a, it's a person. His name mm. is Jesus. Yeah. As disciples, we must love Jesus more than anything or anyone. It all starts there and continues eternally there. Mm. It goes on forever. Yeah. We never stop doing this. We become what we behold. It's Jesus over everything. It doesn't yeah, come beautiful. easy, but when we, we abide in him, we spend time with him, we love on him, we're full of him, our love tanks are full, his love can then overflow and mm. leak onto everyone else around us. Mm. Here's a question, and, and we're going to finish in a minute. When people encounter us, are they better off? Do they feel seen and valued? Do they actually encounter Jesus? Because remember 1 Corinthians 13, 8, love never fails. Mm. So be bold, be brave in your love when you go. Because um, if you're going with love in God's love, you can't fail. Mm. I want to read this and then David, I'm going to get you to pray for us. Sure. If you've been hurt, Jesus says be healed. If you've been cast out, Jesus says, come in. If you felt rejected, Jesus says, accepted. Joel Shaw says this, our community is meant to mirror the unity of the Trinity. I love that. Wow. There's a river of love that you're invited to dive into. Let go of control. Tear off the masks. Mm. Just go for it and love with everything you've got. Learn the rhythms of love. And then take others with you. Mm, Remember, beautiful. the love of Christ compels us. Yeah. David, let's finish. So good. There's so much we could say. Love, yes. love, love. I mean, I love this. Uh, we all growing on it, uh, in yeah. it and on the journey. And, um, you know, I love that song. I think it was uh, our Bethel song. You know, it says, um, help me to love with open arms like you do. Mm. Yeah. Pray that prayer. Sing that song. There's a love that he wants to give us so we can love like Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Can you pray for everyone? Yeah, sure. Lord, I just thank you for the love you so freely gave us, Lord. And um, freely we've received, we want to freely give, yes, Lord. Lord. And um, Lord, I just pray for everyone that's listening that you would just um, spur them on, Lord God, that you, that it would be your love that compels yes, them, Lord. It would be your love that compels them to to take time to be loved by you and to spend time encountering your presence. And, and Lord, that they it would be your love that compels them to, to reach out to others and, yes, and to show your love to a dying and a hurting world, Lord God, that, that it wouldn't be a, a Christian duty thing that they're doing, Lord, but it would just, just be a natural overflow from from them being loved by you and and experiencing your love and wanting yes, to to uh, overflow that love to those around them, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, yeah. Jesus. Amen. Amen. So good. Amen. Look, thank you so much, David, for being thank here you. and just loving loving people well, loving the church well, loving out people out there well, loving family well. You, you're just good at loving, aren't you? Oh, it's been so great. Thank you guys for that. joining us again. I hope you've, you've 
uh, felt really equipped and encouraged by this and that you'd go out. My encouragement is go. Go and, and yeah. share the love of Jesus with someone today. If we can do tonight. it, anyone can do yeah, it. Yeah, if we can do it, you can do it. So be blessed. And until next time, see ya. Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.